Good morning. It's showtime. House of Prophecy is live. Good morning, Martin. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everybody. What a treat to be with you this morning. The sun is shining. The birds are singing today. Thank goodness is a new day. How are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I have had, um, oh my God, the week. It's just like, it's buzzing by. It's flying by. It's it's all really good. It's all really good. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna sum this show up, and we're gonna, it's gonna be called the Power of Three this week because I'm gonna sum my week up by three different things. Okay. Okay. So you're only human. Remember that, everyone. You are only human. Treat others how you want to be treated yourself, because there massive. are some. Yeah, there are some. Dare I say it, there's some crazy people out there at the moment wanting some astonishing things um, and not necessarily being very realistic about it. Um, and the last one is you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Oh, I like that. That's good. Mm. And that kind of links back to the you're only human. <laughs> yes, you've been, um, you've been on it this week, haven't you? It's just, it's quite busy, you know. So it's, whilst we've got headlines, haven't we? I think the BBC are out there going, house oh, prices, store, stamp duty finishes. When coalface on the ground, at the forefront of property, we're not seeing that. Yeah, there are less listings, but it's still very busy. It's still very frantic. How's your week been? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. No, to be honest, yesterday was dreadful. We all have those days, don't we, where it's just a crap day yesterday was <laughs> anything that could go wrong yesterday went wrong yesterday um but that's that was yesterday we don't talk about that you know it's big smiley faces we don't need to talk about that um but otherwise yes very good week thank you um been the length and breadth of the country which is nice spending hours and hours and hours in the car um <laughs> but uh, you picked up on these uh, media reports i look mm. Let's talk about clickbait. Housing market calls, says Nationwide, or stores. But the Nationwide goes on to say that house prices year on year rose 10.5%, mm. a 17-year high in house price growth over 12 months. It's July. It's mm. traditionally a time I think just cooled off a little bit, and it's the end of a stamp duty holiday, which is why none of us have exchanged on as much as we wanted to this month. Maybe it's just me, but, you know. Um, Zoopla comes out and says... Ex that demand is um, is at a record high. Well, it's a good, healthy housing market. This is yeah. you said back in January this year, Martin. Is this as good as it gets? And it got better. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's still very good. It's still very good. So usual challenge in the market stock, and I'd like to talk about that in a bit. But getting stock to the market, but things are selling, things are going well. It's challenging. Whoever said that a state agency was easy? You know, it's never mm. ever easy. So it's a good, healthy housing market, isn't it? Yeah. So, so the BBC and the other journalists, you know, house price crash, housing market stalls said no property person ever. I think that's how we could sum it up. I love that. I love that. Good. I would Good. urge the BBC to get in touch with House of Property if they like a <laughs> proper reflection on what's going on <laughs> out there uh, for people. But stock is an issue, Grifter, isn't it? Stock it is. is an issue. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Lots and lots of people going out there, or valuers going out there, and people just sitting on the fence. Mm. I haven't found a house to buy. I don't want to enter into this rat race of a housing market. I don't want to feel the pressure of having lots of people through my door. Are you finding that? 
To a degree, yeah. So it, but it's with July. This is this is what happens. The sun shines. The children break up from school, and the first couple of weeks after that, it's a little bit quieter. But this is like a a normal July, but just with a little bit more buzz, I think. Yeah. So okay, I'm going to throw a challenge to you then. So what are your top tips? Three, because it's the power of three. What are your three <laughs> top tips? To get houses on the market then, Martin? In terms of convincing people to jump off the fence and actually do something? Yeah, so to just to get your stock up, get your houses on the market, get your listings. What's your okay, three top so I think tips? it's about conversations. I think we, it, the marketing that we do gets us through doors. When we're sat in people's lounges, we have the power to influence people. When we're talking to people on the telephone, we have the power to motivate people to come to the market. So... Number one, I turn around and say that now is the perfect time to be putting your house on the market. The reason I'd be doing that, especially Mr. and Mrs. Seller, if you're looking at buying onwards with a mortgage, is that mortgage rates are particularly low at the moment. You can get some good deals around 1% seeking the dependable mm-hmm. device and tie yourself in for five years. And it's held, it's cheap to borrow money if you qualify at the moment. Mortgage rates are tied into interest rates. Interest rates are often a reflection of what happens in inflation. Inflation has, over recent months, started, because of the pandemic, started to increase. The cost of living is increasing. So there is a chance that interest rates might tickle up a little bit, which will see that mortgage rates will follow, therefore making it more expensive if you wait until next year. Now is the time to be going to the market, Mr. Okay. So for those of you that have just tuned in, this is not Martin's economic lesson Yeah, This is Martin's top tips to get houses on the market. Okay, number two, number two, number two, number two. A bit more simple, number two. Estate agents don't take you seriously when you're not on the market. Mm. They have a luxury of having priority lists of buyers that have sold, that are cash buyers, that are on the market currently. You, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, are at the bottom of the pile at this moment in time. If you want estate agents to treat you seriously, come to the market. Once you come to the market, more properties will become available. Doors will open for you. Now is the perfect time to come into the market. Better? I like it. Yeah, I like it. Perfect storm. Okay. Number three, number three, number three. Okay, similar sort of vein. Number three, if you go, don't go to the market and you are viewing properties, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, and you see your dream house, and I promise you, you will, you will be in so much competition that you've got to try and persuade that seller to go with you ahead of people that are in a better position with than you. And that will be the advice of the estate agent. Go with people who are on the market or proceedable. Um, so you're going to have to, the only way you're going to be able to tempt them is to be overpaying for that price, uh, overpaying the price for the property. Um, and so by sitting there and not coming on the market, you're going to end up paying more for a property than if you were on the market and then you are negotiating when you are in your strongest possible position, which is when you should always negotiate. So there would be my three key strategies to try or to push lines, to get people off the bench. Our job is not only just to go out there and advise people, it's to motivate them to come Mm. to the market and find a way of pushing them onto the market. So that's how I would suggest it. Your last tip, you could turn that round, which is what I do sometimes, and just say, Imagine yourself, someone comes to look at your house and they ha- they're they not in a perceivable position and they make you a full asking price offer. How do you feel? Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing, isn't it? Because they can't move forward. And I think that that is, it's, it's educating, isn't it? it? You've missed out one of the big things there about the stress that it can put you under if you do find your dream home and you then can't 
move forward and purchase it because you haven't got yours on the market. So it's yeah. it's it's really it's tugging at those heartstrings in a way, isn't it? Um, it's the so, missing out to FOMO, isn't yeah. It? And that kind of like leads us on to what we else we should be doing, which is about clever marketing and success stories. Because I think that if you can, I know you've been doing this, and I think that if you can kind of put down a humanized success story of different scenarios of you know first time buyers or or someone who's been I know you've done one recently haven't you where it's got really good traction on on social um where you know one of your team has saved up hasn't she and she's got on the market and she's just bought the property and there's a picture of her and she's got paint all over the place with a beautiful big smile and it's it's really working so it's humanizing yeah. that process isn't it it's I mean when a story is true and it shows people love and obsess with our industry and people buy into people don't they so it's it's the people that are the personalities the brand is one thing put that to one side it's about the personalities so yes katie saved up um on her own bought her first house completed on it a few weeks ago just before the stamp duty deadline kicked in and she's busy decorating and um, painting and understanding how to put shelves up and things like this and she's put a great story on um social media and it's got a huge amount of traction of people mm. supporting her and just pleased for her in, in her success. And I think that is just a nice, good story. But some very, very clever marketing out there at the moment. And mm. you brought to my attention this week. Have I got um, to do the techie bit now? Have yeah, I got to, am I going to do the techie bit? Exactly okay. Techie right. Bit. For those of you um, that are watching, I'm I'm the tech lady this week. So, right. Keep talking, Mark, Martin, and I'll so, do the do. Building property in Daventry put a very interesting um, billboard out there, one of these new digital billboards, um, advertising themselves. Oh, it's on the screen. We've done it. Well done. Well done, Grifter. Who said you're no good at IT? It's not an age thing, is it? No one ever said I wasn't, actually, again. <laughs> Go Do you want to read this advert? I was, was going to say, it's a bit, with my aged eyesight, it's a bit small. But, <laughs> but it basically says, this advert, I'm just trying to find it again on here. Hang on, let me just find it. Right, so it says, this advert was really expensive. Please visit our website so that the marketing guide doesn't get the sack. Um, and that's from Fielding Properties. And that really appealed to my sense of humour, that I just thought, keeping it real... Um, oh, I've stopped. Have I stopped sharing now? Yeah, look, I've done it. Keeping it real and just using a bit of humor in marketing to, you know, go, actually, that's quite funny. And again, that's had some interesting comments on social media. So some people have said, I love it. It's thinking outside the box. It's actually really quite funny. Yeah. Um, and other people have said, you haven't complied with the letting uh, rate rules and regulations to display your fees. And you know, you just go, oh, come on. You know, it's just. There's always a glass half full, isn't there? But I love, I loved that one. I love that one. There's been some very clever. I think we're, we're fortunate, aren't we, in our industry that we don't have to take ourselves too seriously, and that's a very clever one. If you look at a direct link to the website, go and look on the website, um, and it tells you all about just standard letting agents website. It tells you all the hmm. fees and the compliance. It tells you about them themselves and who they are and where their properties are. But just sometimes thinking outside the box to have something that's a bit more eye catching. Um, a bit more it's fun. very, very clever, um, which took us on to some older um, yeah. adverts. If you remember, Marsh and Parsons did some awesome, slightly edgy adverts in the, the um, late 
2016, 17, 18, and 19. Oh, hang on. Oh. I've, I'm trying to share my screen and I've just clicked off. Hang on a second. Two seconds and we'll be right back on it. Right. Okay. Here never we go. doing IT again. <laughs> it's actually been quite seamless for those of you uh, watching live. It's actually been quite good. Um, right. Here we go. Here we go. So I've put one up, which I thought was just hilariously funny. How about that? You have to describe it for our listeners. So for those of you that aren't watching us, um, it's a, a picture of a gentleman who's unfortunately not got as much hair as Martin. Um, and it says, an impressive central skylight creates a bright and airy living space. And Marshall Parsons do quite a fun little take on this. I'm just going to try and see if I can just click to the next one. I'm not sure what's going to come up next. Can you see that? Yeah. A charming end of terrace property with planning permission to extend. And you've got a couple there um, and, and she is pregnant. So that's nice. And then on the next one, um, you've got a lady with a beautiful tattoo on her arm. Very beautiful lady. And it says a, stylish present, a stylishly presented muse house with a beautiful private garden. And I just think some of these are just, it, it's really quite clever marketing, very subtle. Do you like how I describe that? There, there, there's, there's many more men on this, by the way. So it's all, all you know, it, it, inclusive, gender, uh, equality, all of that. It's just that I've gone back to a campaign, I think, from 2016, and I've just flicked through the slideshow, and I love it. It's just a bit different, isn't it? As, as opposed to, do you want a free valuation? Landlords, I can do your letting for free, 0% for the next three months. It's just thinking a bit differently. A bit differently and a bit more interesting. Now, I like it very, very much. It's winning, isn't it? Winning at marketing, winning at advertising, but holy smoke, Grifter, are we winning with Team GB? Every morning I wake up and there's another medal coming our way. Yesterday we were fifth. I didn't see it at the end of the day, but partway through the day, we were fifth in the medal table, canoeing this morning. Isn't it lovely to wake up, put the telly on, and be watching sport? I imagine you are loving it, aren't you? Um, I don't actually have much time to wa watch a lot of telly, actually. I've been I've been updating you know, my children. Have look like that, though. I have just done a video where I go, I jump out of bed in the morning and I want to get into work, which sounds a bit crap now, would take so much, but it actually come across really well. Uh, this, yeah, I just, just quick brush through and it's all done. No problem. Low maintenance. Um, so I just want to go, so brilliant for the Olympics, but I just wanted to touch back on what you mentioned about having a, a, bad, a bad day, because this is back to kind of like Insta v reality, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you're smiley and bubbly and and always positive. But in a way, you can't talk about that, can you, to, to people that actually, do you know what? I've had a really shit day. This has happened. Sorry. Um, but also you said crap earlier. Um, yes. But also um, that's a big bad mark against you for that. But also when someone, so say like a vendor or a landlord or, or anyone to do with property says, how how is it? And you go, oh, my God. I'm rushed off my feet. I don't know which way to turn. I'm mentally busy. You can't really say that, can you? No. You can't say what you're feeling and what's actually happening to you. You have to turn around and go, it's such an amazing property market. We are getting aspirational prices, but we still need more stock. And you're just thinking, I'm going to go and die if I have any more stock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right. Life now is Insta versus reality. And the thing is that it's, has that ever changed, really? You go into work and put your game face on and, that, mm. and you put the right messages out. If that's to your team, if it's to your clients, if it's to your community, that's exactly what 
goes on. What happened underneath is the peddling swan, isn't it? But um, yeah. it's, um, yeah, Insta versus reality. I can't believe I said on a podcast that I had a bad day yesterday. But there we go. There we go. So everyone has them. Like I said in my power of three, you're only human, yeah? You can do anything, but you can't do everything. <laughs> and treat others how you want to be treated yourself. I like it. I like it. So have you, I understand that you got a, a um, new book through the post this week mm. that started to inspire you. I have. Tell I have. me all about it. So I'm holding up to the camera now. It's the 20% rule um, by Catherine Gladwin. Um, and the, the sort of remit on the back goes, um, you've built your business um, and you make sure that you just, you know, fight tooth and nail to make sure it survives. But how do you prepare for the unknown? And she shares her 20% rule, which is basically no one client should take up more than 20% of your time or your income and cover everything you need to consider to ensure your business is safe sustainable and profitable so those three things again safe sustainable and profitable and that is what i think we're all striving for whether you are an employer or an employee you want to make sure that you're in a safe you know job a sustainable one and you want it to be profitable so i've got about a third of the way through so far and there's some really quite important lessons and i should highlight a few things out of that and bring that back to you next week more than three pointers don't worry we might be on the power of six by next week um but i've just it's a big rule isn't it 80 20 yeah. you know it's a little bit like um you know 20 percent of your clients can if you're not careful take up 80 percent of your time and that shouldn't be right when you're doing an interview yeah. or a, an appraisal the uh, interviewee or the colleague should be speaking 80% of the time, you as the manager, 20% of the time. It's a little bit like this podcast, isn't it? 80% of the time you speak, 20% of the time you let me have a word in my dress. That's so not true. So I just want to say, I sometimes find these business books quite hard going. I prefer quite a nice trashy novel about like people being murdered or... Um, you know, gadding about the the world and be, and drinking and eating in, in lovely places, um, but this one has actually been quite a, an easy read. Um, I get very yeah. challenged by business books because obviously, again, you get told by mentors and trainers, you've got to read these books. And I just sit there and I think, oh, my God, it's just so I can only do one chapter at a time. It's just going to take me the whole year to get through. Or you get someone else going, I read a book a week and I've got 52 business books that I'm going to get. It's just like, really? This is like real life. This is back to Insta free reality. But this one I highly recommend so far. I'm a third of the way through it, and it's a nice, easy read. It can be, you know, between appointments if you have time. It can be on a Sunday morning. Just catch up, do a bit of business reading. Right, that's 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 it for me now. I've finished well, training. It's your turn now. Talking, talking of um, Sunday morning, this Sunday just gone, I popped into the pet shop, and I inquired about bees at the pet shop. I said, could I have 12 bees, please? And the lady behind the counter gave me 13 bees. I said, you've given me an extra bee. She said, Mr. Bourne, don't worry. That's a freebie. <laughs> I like that. That's a, I just say, do you know, I think each week now you're raising the bar. It's getting better, isn't it? It's getting better. It's getting better. That's Anyone listening, our listeners, please do send in your fabulous uh, dad jokes, although they're kind of getting a little bit better now, so we're less dad now. Um, so do send them in because Martin and I do have quite a laugh with some of the comments that uh, add jokes that you do send in. So 
Awesome, Martin. Awesome. So I see that obviously you're not in your bedroom today. You are live no. from the meeting room, but yeah. a little bit casual. Is that because you, you haven't started work yet? Or is that because you've been for a run? Or are you getting your into your suit later? I should be getting into my suit later. Yes, I should be stuck in this meeting room doing Yes, Kaiki, you've thrown that on me, haven't you? I hadn't really put those two things together. Um, <laughs> it was dress down day because I'm in the meeting room all day. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, no, I've been for a run this morning. It's a lovely morning for a run, fabulous morning for a run. So, um, Excellent, good. good. I will be looking smarter later. Just on um, estate agents, not necessarily on a tire, but on estate agents, estate agents seem to get some bad press. And even in the trade press, there's been a couple of, there's been one firm in particular that's had a bit of bad press for some of their individuals mm. recently, which I think is slightly unfair. Um, but lovely to read in Property Industry Eye today about Austin Mellor, Edward Mellor estate agents doing just a blooming good deed um, whilst on holiday visiting his mom in um, just off of Anglesey. He sees two ladies get into distress in the sea on an early morning swim and um, dives in and helps them. And I think well done Property Industry Eye for actually putting a good news story out there rather than just all the bad news stories out there. Um, and, you know, we've always been a good bunch of people, haven't we, in agency? We mm. get involved with the communities. We sponsor people. We do good deeds. We do charitable events. You've done yeah. countless charitable events. And um, even through COVID, you were doing things to raise money. Um, mm. And great... Um, great news stories should be shared amongst our community as well as some of the bad news stories. So I was really pleased to read that this morning. And well done, Austin Mellor, for doing such a great job. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't think it matters that it's nice that he's an estate agent, but to selflessly do that, amazing. Absolutely hats off. So big shout out to him. That's that's really, really good. So, so we've just got a very sort of short show today because it's so, so busy. Martin's obviously got to go and get suited and booted shortly. Um, so, so can I just ask you a question? And I know again, we've talked about kind of like dress and attire, but now we're in the summer. Yeah. Is a smart pair of shorts acceptable for males oh, or females as, as dress or, or we, as a no-no? Trouble is, if you're really young and trendy, you can wear socks with those sliders as well, can't oh, you? It's just no, but not in the office. Not and not with my knees, sweetheart. You're not going to get shorts with my knees. Uh, no, shorts are a no. No, I mean, I think, I think, I agree. You know that I certainly don't wear a suit anymore, a tie, and going to it's quite nice to again. I've been out on the road this week, seeing agents, and there seems to be this sway away from looking like a politician. And it's far more acceptable. Um, somebody on LinkedIn for the um, a, a more experienced estate agent yesterday put out there that he'd been to his first appointments being slightly more casual with a pair of smart trousers, a sports jacket and apron neck shirt and was very warmly received by his clients. So um, <laughs> I think that's very good. But there's a line, isn't there? And I'm not sure you can turn up with your speedos or just a pair of tailored shorts and strappy, strappy. I suppose if you're a lady, you might wear a short a skirt, but not for a gentleman, surely, really? Well, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, isn't it gender equality? Men can turn up in skirts, can't they? I, I think that, you know, it's that's why it's I'm, important I'm to have a dress code. 
Isn't it important to have a dress code, though? Because, again, some people find it quite a challenge that, you know, what do I what do I wear? And actually, if it's more straightforward and you say, actually, do you know, in the summer you can wear chinos or a, a skirt on the knee or something like that, but no open shoes, you know, open toed shoes. And they've just got some guidance and it, and it just helps, I think. Or white shirts and slightly more relaxed dress code policy, maybe if it's a bit hotter, something like that. But, yeah, I agree. Shorts is a dress code, male or female. I don't think it's appropriate, personally. If you, if you shorts, stand up, they, if you stand up, have you yeah. got your shorts on? <laughs> yeah, still got my pajama bottoms on. <laughs> right, so we're going to wrap it up here because we've both got to shoot off to do um, exciting things. Um, and we will be back next week. We'll be doing the power of six because obviously we'll have doubled up from our power of three and there'll be lots more exciting things. So big shout outs to more people. We'll put some of the marketing uh, links that we've, we've talked about in our uh, Hop Facebook page. So do check back there. Don't forget to share it out to your friends. Tell anyone property related all about how brilliant Katie and Martin are. And, um, and we'll see you next week. Have a great, great week. Bye. Bye-bye.